Seeking the Still is produced by Jill Devine Media. Welcome to the Seeking the Still podcast with me, your host, Laura Fleetwood. In this safe space, we come together to seek the still amid chaotic lives, to get honest about what overwhelms us, to become connected to one another and to the divine, to step into who we were created to be. Always real, never perfect, and forever on your side. Welcome to Seeking the Still today, where you are invited on a quest to seek the still in the middle of your chaotic life by getting out of your own way, learning to hear the voice of God and respond in a spirit-filled way. Because I know there are dreams hidden within you that you didn't even know you had. And those dreams lived out will change the world. Before we get into a interview with my pastor, Chuck Schley, today. I wanted to give you an update on our season sponsor for season two, which is Cindy Jenks, who is an ambassador for Q Sciences. I've been talking about Q Sciences so much over the past few weeks, um, just in regard to the amazing journey that and the amazing difference that it has made in my health, specifically with my my energy levels and my brain fog, that I texted Cindy the other day and I said, okay, God is really nudging me to maybe become an ambassador with Q Sciences myself. I believe in this company and this product and it has made such a difference in my life that I want to be part of the movement that, um, and the difference that it's making in real people's lives. And she was so excited. So we went back and forth and I am so excited to announce that I am officially now an ambassador as well on Cindy's team. So if you would love to try these products, you can now also reach out to me at laura at seekingthestill.com or Cindy at cindy at myqwellness.com. We are both just so, so thrilled to be able to share with you these natural products with proprietary blends of herbs and amino acids and all of the goodness that your body needs to operate at its fullest capacity. So I invite you to check out myqwellness.com, look at the products there, and then ask us your questions. We can't wait to talk to you about it. But now it is time to get into today's episode. I am so excited today to be interviewing my pastor, Chuck Schley. Chuck has been my pastor for 20 years. I cannot believe it's been that long. Um, but he saw me and walked with me through that the journey over the past seven years. And I thought it'd be interesting to get a pastor's perspective. What is it like to um, minister to people who are going through a mental health, either diagnosis or struggle. So thanks, Chuck, for being here with me. Um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what you do and maybe like, what is it like to work with Laura? Oh, all right. Well, first of all, thank you for letting me be a part of this conversation. And uh, what's it like to work with Laura? That's my first thing. And that is a pleasure. Nothing but a pleasure. Uh, I think Laura is just a gem and I bet you do too. And uh, it's all true. It's all true. Um, 
what's it like? Oh my gosh. Um, being a pastor, um, is something that I got into, not because I thought I was all that, um, but I just saw the need. I love talking about Jesus and the Word of God, and uh, I thought, oh, maybe I'll do it for a year, maybe two years. I was a teacher uh, for nine years before that, and uh, I thought, okay, I'll try it, and I turn around, and I've been doing it for 21 years now, and so I'm as surprised as anybody I always would, uh, early on, I would come home often and talk to my wife. And I said, I don't know how this happened, but all of a sudden people think I'm smart <laughs> because they come to me with some major league uh, problems, uh, issues and, and concerns and things that I can't fix and can't handle. And I don't feel I'm uh, that smart of a person to uh, fix everybody. And so that was a little frustrating at first because uh, you want to help, but I didn't feel, and still to this day, don't feel that I am the, the answer man for all of life's problems. I do have the answer, the ultimate answer. I have that. But uh, so it's, it's a little bit of a challenge, I suppose. So I remember when I started struggling with like the physical symptoms of anxiety and, um, I took some time off work, and and by the way, I want to thank you and Messiah for giving me that grace of a few months to have time to really not figure things out, but give myself space to breathe and start, you know, seeing the doctors and trying the medications and all of that. I know not everybody has that that grace in their life when they struggle to have their work say it's okay. Like do what you need to do to take care of yourself. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for that, that time that you've given me and also for your understanding along the way, as I have ups and downs. Um, you know, one thing I'm, I try to do now is be very honest, like when I'm going through a season that I'm struggling and I'll be like, okay, guys, if you see me randomly crying, I'm okay. Like I'm just going through an anxiety flare. And I feel very thankful that I work in a place that allows me to be transparent like that and and support me. So thank you for that. But I remember sending a text because when you're in when you're in that state, you're not your mind's not making sense. Like things that shouldn't stress you out, feel like your world is ending. And I remember sending a text to probably you and Paul, our other pastor at the time, maybe like Amy, and saying, you know, I'm not doing well. Please pray for me. It was probably kind of like a cry for help and and also just like, don't expect anything from me right now. <laughs> like, I'm, I can't get out of bed, you know, so this is bad, basically. But do you remember like, like, what did you think was going on at the time? Like, because I hadn't really struggled with anxiety before. And then all of this came up. And I'm just curious. And you can be totally honest. Like, were you like, what the heck? Or Sure, I'll, I'll try. It's probably uh, there's no one answer. Um, I remember it was at the auction where, I mean, first of all, a little guilt. A little guilt. Because it's like, what did we do to her? Did we pile on so much work that we as an organization or me as a person crushed her under 
this weight. That's what my initial very first thing was because it took place at a really high, um, a lot of stress moment and putting the school auction together because we're dependent upon the money to make the school go. And it's a big, it's our ultimate fundraiser for the year. And we, and we budget for it. And so there's a lot at stake and you were put in charge of it and it was a great auction. Everything went well, but uh, that night it, you just had that deer in the headlights look. And I thought, Oh my God, is this worth it? (laughs) Is this worth, is this what we do to people? This is, you know, so uh, uh, some of that for sure. And then probably, and I'm still feel this way, which I think is one of the, uh, you always look for like, at least I do look for the good. I'm like, oh, we're learning quite a bit. Um, sorry that you had to be the, the test case um, just about, depression and mental illness and mental health. And you've taught us a lot um, just by your life. And I still don't understand much of it um, other than to say, I don't understand much of it. I think that might be for me, like pretty wise, actually, to say, oh, don't try to come in with with answers, these pat answers, um, or just some quick hit of advice, like stay positive. And cause it's just trite it when you're, when you're looking at someone who is in just pain, there's nothing that comes between the ears that will come off as nothing, but just trite. And I didn't want to do that to you. Um, although I probably was because you grasp at straws because you don't know how to fix it. And you, you want to say, hey, somehow, I don't know, you don't know, does she need a kick in the pants to get her going again? Does she need a little law? Like, hey, come on, um, people have suffered all around the world and they they can get on with it. And or think about the people in the Great Depression and they were able to pull up their bootstraps and all that. And so that, that's one idea, which doesn't seem to be very helpful. It sounds like piling on another rock on someone. Or is it uh, some kind of just biblical wisdom you want to reach for? Hey, Lord, don't you know that in all things God works the good of those who love him? And Romans eight twenty eight, and you throw that on somebody and it sounds helpful, but I bet it probably isn't because you're like, it doesn't seem like God's working the good. Matter of fact, this is, seems just the opposite. My life's falling apart and my kids are freaked out and my husband doesn't know what to think. I remember a big part of me was really um, concerned about Justin, actually. That was, he was really the one, because I I didn't know what to do for you that would be helpful other than just be your friend and give you space and listen if you wanted somebody to listen, uh, talk to. But I didn't have any like fix answers and that that was tough for a guy or a pastor because you want to fix everything and so i i was thinking about justin i bet he is pulling his hair out because guys in general married guys tend to want you're as happy as your wife is Mm -hmm. just like moms and parents know they're as happy as their most unhappy child you 
also, I'll speak for me, I feel responsible for my wife's happiness. Like, they told you that, like, <laughs> you know, like better well, or for worse. And, and, you know, it's kind of like your job is to make her life awesome. And that's, I'm thinking, is what Justin must have been feeling. Like, oh, I'm failing at this. What am I doing wrong? And then maybe some anger, I'm guessing. I got this house and I'm working all these hours and I'm running here and there and this. And so I remember catching him on the field trip. And I don't know if I went on that field trip for that reason, but I really don't like field trips. Um, and I have five children, so I've been on all the field trips. I didn't need to go on another field trip. Um, but I knew that he was going. And when we were walking around, I don't know if it was Daniel Boone home or I forget. There's so many field trips. I forget which one. But I'm like, oh, I, I definitely pulled him aside and just said, man, how are you doing? Because, and I don't know if I was this blunt, but because this has got to suck for you big time. Um, so that was a big part of my prayers also, not just for you, um, but really uh, for Justin also, because <laughs> that I could relate to, right. that I could kind of understand. Yes, uh, it was it was hard for him. And it was interesting. I interviewed him a few weeks oh, ago yeah. and got his story. And it was really insightful to hear his yeah frustration at you know, what is going on and how did I suddenly become the the mom and the dad? And yeah. he said it was funny. He said he felt like he now had three kids and I was the most needy okay. of the three. So that was really insightful for me. So thank you for, for those prayers and just for giving him support. He needed it. Yeah, and he still does. You know, he's sure. he has and a lot on his shoulder. Does I mean? Yeah, even like the best marriage that's rocking it out needs all that. Yeah, so. someone checking in. Well, I remember coming in, like sitting right here where I am now, and you sitting there and talking to you. And again, I was probably you know at that time I was just fishing for any kind of enlightenment or like just enough to get me through the day, like just enough encouragement to get me through the day. And you shared, I should have gone back to my journal, but you shared two Bible verses. One was about the the deer. I just remember that it's about a deer, I don't know, panting by the water or something like that. I don't know. But but it was it was amazing oh, because you, you, That's you. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just reassuring here you that, you know, it does come from God because I went for a walk later that day and I saw a deer. Oh, good and then good the God. next day, my, at that time I was clinging to the Jesus calling devotional. Yeah. And it was literally speaking to me every single day. And the next morning, it was the same verse. So I came in, you gave me that verse, I saw the deer that night, and then it was my Jesus calling devotion. And those, I know you call them, um, what do you call them? God, um, God winks. Winks. God winks. Easter eggs too. Yes, like little treasures. During that time, those are the things that helped me keep going. 
And isn't it interesting? Like, I know that verse just can't, God gave it to you. It's oh, not like you. I can't even recall it right now. Yeah, I'll like, have to I look at. I don't know any passages about deer other than the deer thinks for the water. Yeah, and I maybe it was oh, that one. Why would you do that? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. But it was such an encouragement to me because it was like one more little confirmation that God sees me. He is working through this. He's going to get me through. And all I have to do yeah. is like live moment by moment take the next step, you know, and he's going to keep guiding me through. So I think that when we have people come to us who are struggling, it's important to like ask God, what do you want me to say to them? Because we don't have the answers. I, I love that story because I can take zero credit for it. Absolutely none. Like, I don't even, that blows my mind how cool God is. I, I just love that. Um, coming to a sermon near you. I'll, I'll use that one someday when that, when it comes up, that's um, not a bad idea though. When, when people uh, come to me and uh, maybe their marriage is, is blown up or maybe they screwed up royally in some other way um, and they, they want to get back or, or maybe they just want a life with Jesus. Maybe they've been away for a while and they, they want, back in, you know, even though God never kicked them out. Um, or maybe it's, maybe it is some type of uh, illness or whatever the thing is. I, I tell them, oh, pay attention. Pay attention to God working in your life right now. And you will be paying attention because you're hurting so much. And because you're hurting, you will you will be grasping for a little bit of God's involvement and these winks or I say they're like Easter eggs, you know, when you hide them for your children and you set them all in the yard or in the house or whatever, and you know where they are for the most part. And then you set your little ones free and then you kind of stand behind the tree or out the window and or you just watch and for them to discover them and find them. And then sometimes they just walk right over them or pass them. And you're like, oh, you missed a good one. Oh, wait. And you, you know, just wait for them to discover it. And I think God does that, that he's constantly behind the tree. And he's leaving us all these little notes, all these little insights that I'm with you. I'm for you. I love you. And, uh, and usually when we're, you know, completely healthy and running around, like, you know, we've got all these things to do and I'll, we totally walk over them. We, we step right on them and we don't even see them. The, that song on the radio that, you know, you hadn't heard in so long or that verse or whatever the thing is. But when you're hurting and going through a, a serious problem and really need God, you will see them all over the place. All of a sudden, the, a bumper sticker in the car in front of you that you weren't even going to go down that street and it says, you know, something like I'm with you or I'm for you. And you're like, huh, or don't even, or don't give up. Don't give up. I remember I was going through a, a tough patch and really wondering what to do with my life and all this and, you know, struggling with the, just mostly what am I doing and just wanting to leave the ministry and maybe sell insurance or something, you know, I don't know trying to figure out what I'm good at and all this and really just wrestling with that. I was in Uganda and, um, and we were just in nowheresville. I mean, nowhere. 
in the middle of Africa, and uh, there's no traffic out in the country, and riding along for hours and hours, and and I'm sitting in the front seat next to this uh, buddy of mine, and we pull up, uh, and there's a this truck in front of us, and a big, big sign that filled up the whole back of this truck, this uh, pickup truck in front of us, and it said, "Stick with it." I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> got it. But I think God's always doing that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's one thing uh, to share with people that, oh, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. And all of a sudden, these coincidences are very frequent, but they're there all along. They're there all along. And, it, and people will know, oh, you're not alone. That's so true and so important. I think um, as we wrap up, I'm wondering if you have any advice for people? Because you're, I mean, I see people come into your office all the time. So you have people coming to you, telling you their deepest, darkest secrets and struggling. Um, For those caregivers out there who hear that every day, you know, they are the ones listening and they're the ones trying to help. How do you keep yourself filled and grounded enough to be able to take, I mean, you're not taking the pain, but you're listening to it and you're, you're praying for it. Um, how do you keep yourself spiritually full so that you can support the people who are coming to you for help? One thing I do ask, and I have to ask God regularly, which is, will you give me a heart that breaks like your heart? Because what happens to me, and I'm thinking many caregivers, is that you can grow numb to it and used to it and uh, so used to it that it doesn't break you like it used to. And that scares me, actually, that, um, that I can go on with my life pretty regular. And why isn't this eating me up? Why isn't this keeping me up? Why isn't this, you know, stressing me out too? And I think you do need to be able to disengage and compartmentalize. And for sure, you you cannot be in the mud with everybody all the time and have a healthy life. No, uh, we know that. Um, but on the flip side, I don't ever want to get that compassion fatigue thing where it just doesn't bother me anymore. It should bother me. At least in the moment, yeah. it should really make me cry in, inside, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and so I don't want to, I guess I'm muddying it a little bit. It's going to be on the one hand this, on the other hand that. Um, but on the one hand, you know, you, you have to be able to um, not get in the mud and be able to, in order to help people pull them out of the mud. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the other hand, I, I don't, I fear sometimes that I've gotten so used to it that I don't want to be a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. That's not what love is. So one little idea that I, I do, it's in, it's in my own head, um, but I call it the trouble tree, and it sits at the door of my house. And when I come home, my kids need me, my wife needs me, 
or maybe they don't, but I need them. But they don't need me bringing in all my baggage, um, all my stresses and all my worries and fears of everybody else's in my own too. And so I just take all my troubles and I hang them on the tree, just like I would like a Christmas ornament in my own head. I'm like, there's a tree. It's right to my line of sight. I just kind of mentally leave them there. So I'll pick them up in the morning. And many times in the morning, they're not there anymore. They've blown away. And I'm, um, God has also given me a, a wonderful, I, I, he has blessed me with the ability to forget. I'm really good at forgetting. And a lot of people think of that as like, oh, that's too bad. That's a curse. I'm like, no, it is such a blessing that when it comes to people's problems, struggles, like sins that they've unloaded, I honestly can't remember them because my little brain isn't that big enough um, (laughs) to hold it all. And so it just one pushes the other one out. And People will say, hey, you remember that time when I was so angry with you about this or that? I'm like, no, I honestly don't remember. That is a gift. <laughs> it is. I think that's that is one of God's best kindnesses to me mm-hmm. was the ability to forget. And I hope I can keep it for the rest of my life because yeah. um, it really is an advantage. Um, I think also cut yourself some slack. Um, you're not Jesus. You're not the fix all. You're, you're not, you're just a friend, man. I think the best advice sometimes is a hug. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a Bob Goff quote that the best advice he ever got um, when going through a tough time was a hug. That one sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, you don't need to be a genius. You don't need to be the ultimate problem solver. You, we just walk with somebody, just give them a hug. I, it sounds lame. I know when I'm going through a tough time, I don't necessarily even want to hear advice. Right. <laughs> I really don't. I just want you to know that uh, you're with me and you like me. Just that you like me, you know, you don't even have to love me. Just that you like me a little bit. And that's good enough. I love that. Especially the trouble tree. That's a yeah. really good visual. I'm going to think about that some more, but I really, there's something there about being able to, especially if you think of, as you put the troubles on the tree, like that's God's tree. And so you're putting it yeah, in his really hands. want to get Christianese about it, you'd call it a cross. Yes. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I like to do. Cast your, yeah, cast your cares on the cross. Well, thank you so much. I hope that, um, you know, I hope it was a little fun for you just to kind of it chat. Was. And I'm thankful for you in my life and thankful for the ministry that God has given you. So I'm glad that you stuck with it, like that <laughs> sign said. <laughs> yeah, and, um, Yeah. Thanks again. If you would love to hear more from Chuck, you can see his messages at messiahstcharles.org. And um, we'd love to have you tune in in some of the ministry that we do here. So services are online Sundays at 9 a.m. And uh, we'd be happy for you to, to join in and connect to Jesus that way. So thanks, Chuck. My pleasure. God's best, everyone. I'm so glad that you tuned in today, and I want to invite you to visit seekingthestill.com 
where you can subscribe for free to receive some meditations from me as well as the free twirl masterclass and also get some more information about the amazing Q Science supplements that have really helped me take back my physical health. I'm so glad that you joined me today and I cannot wait until God brings us together again. Be still. <laughs>